Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I'm back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about can we talk for a minute? Yes, can we talk for a minute? This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with and a notepad I want you to take. Some copious notes today as my aim is to empower you through the word of God. Before I start out on my salvo today, I'm making some changes in my website as I want to be able to connect with you as often as I can. And generally at the end of every episode, I ask for those that are being blessed by the podcast to reach out to me on email. So I thought I would do this at the beginning of the show and the end so that you will remember to reach out to me. I really want to build a community with you. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we thank you. If you've listened to me 35 times or 50 times, if you've never missed that episode, you know I appreciate your time and commitment, and I pray that these shows are blessing you. But I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. That's info at thomasadeloach.com. Let me know that you are listening to these episodes. Let me know how they are blessing you, how they are helping you. Let me know how they're resonating with you. Because one of the things that I want to do is feature you on one of the newsletters that we're going to send out every month, and we've actually been sending them out, but I'm not getting the responses that I thought I would. So I said, let me change up a little bit because maybe at the end of shows, maybe people are not listening to the full episode, maybe part of it. So I want to make sure that I hit you at the beginning and again at the end so that I can make sure that as we are redoing our website, that our user experience is something that you can enjoy and something that is easy for you to connect with me. Because again, I'm trying to build a community of those of you that we are in this tribe together as we are walking through the things of God, because I want to see you become a success in God. So I want you to do that today. Shoot me that email again at info at thomasadeloach.com. Now let's talk about, can we talk for a minute? Because I think it's so important that we learn how to communicate. Several weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, I talked about a better way to communicate. And that show was dedicated to married couples. But I want to give this as maybe a part B to the part A of what I did several weeks, several months ago. And so I want to try to help you to become a more effective communicator because people have this passive aggressive nature. I'm learning. And so people don't want to confront things that are in their life. And I don't want you to be that way because it's so difficult to have those tough conversations anyway. And most of us, if you were brought up in a home where you were not taught to communicate, you have learned not to talk. You've learned it just, hey, the sun will come out tomorrow. The problem is 
Yeah, the sun is going to come out, but you still in the same situation because you haven't learned how to communicate. And we are adults. And so we are supposed to talk. But again, you got to learn this skill. And even at the time of this recording, I had to get into a tough conversation, y'all, with the phone company about something that they promised me and they never did it. And I don't know about you. I hate calling and talking to people because they put you on hold. And when they come back, they didn't say what you said. And it just makes for a long morning. But God is good. And so I was thinking about these notes that I wrote down and I said, I got to use this stuff on some of these people that I'm talking to today because communication is a premium because people just clearly don't listen and they do things that they don't even have the authority to do through these phone companies. And so a brother like me got to call you out and say, no, that's not what I said. That's not what we talked about. So I want to prayerfully help you to understand the power of effectively communicating in different areas of your life because you know that this is the cornerstone of great relationships. And whether you are communicating with friends, family, co-workers, your wife, even strangers on the street, you want to make sure that you are listening. You want to make sure that you are communicating because I'm telling you, if you can grow in this you're going to be better than, I believe, 99.99% of the people on the planet. Because again, people think when they don't communicate, especially in the hard subjects, they got this notion that things are just going to go away. It's not. It's still there. If you don't clean your house, it's going to get junky and junky and junky and junky. It's not going to fix itself. Somebody got to do something. And so one of the things that I really got in my walk with God early on is that I had a great mother who really helped me to learn how to communicate. We just couldn't give one word answers. We had to say how we felt. We had to do it. And so it has helped me in my life now understanding that you have to meet things head on. And when you read the word of God, it has so many scriptures regarding communication. And I just want to hit you with a couple of them. Hopefully you got your Bible in front of you. I want you to go to James chapter one and let's look at verse number 19 because I want to set the stage for you and show you the importance again of communication and why you should and maybe why you don't and why you don't want to get into a tough conversation. And I get it. Nobody wants to get into a hard, difficult conversation because sometimes we got muscle memory. And maybe the last time you got in a conversation with somebody, it didn't go the way that you thought it should have gone. And so we say, I'm just not going to talk to nobody. But you can't get anywhere if you're not going to talk to anybody. You got almost five, six billion people on the planet. Trust me, the people that you love, the people that you care about, even the strangers that you meet on the street, you want to make sure that they remember things that you said to them, things that you imparted into their life. Now, in James chapter one, verse 19 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. This is really profound, yet easy, but difficult for many of us to do. Are you quick to hear? Not quick to speak. Most of us, man, we got a quick mouth. We got a quick tongue, but we don't listen. We're not quick to hear. 
And the scripture makes this very plain to us that if we're going to communicate and talk to people before you say something, you need to be quick to listen. And we're listening and hearing so we can truly understand what response we need to give. And you got to remove your emotions from this as well. Many times we're just too emotional when it comes time to really communicate. But I'm telling you, we got to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Let's look at Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. It's another powerful scripture here in the word of God. It says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. I hope you heard that. You and I must always let our conversation be gracious, seasoned with salt. You know, when you got blandness on some meat, you throw a little dash of salt on there and make that meat come alive. That thing begins to sing. Same thing when we're talking to people. We got to make sure that we understand the purpose of being gracious when we're talking to people and so that we can season our words. And we got to make sure that we're speaking the truth with love because some people just don't like to hear the truth. But we're doing it because we care about people so we can know how we need to answer people. There are people in our lives currently right now. We just don't know how to give an answer. But if we really understand the power of learning how to allow our speech to be gracious, seasoned with salt, when you're listening and doing what you're supposed to do, you'll know how to answer each person. Now, let's go to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs 18, look at verse number 13. Notice what this says. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. Now, how many times have you talked to people that they're talking, but they're not listening? Notice what it says again. If one gives an answer before he hears, how can you do that? How can you even give an answer? You didn't even listen what they said because you are emotional. And we got a lot of emotional people out here. You may be one of them, but I'm praying today that through this show that you can understand, you can change this right now. Just calm down. You cannot give an answer before you're listening, before you're hearing. And if you do, the scripture says it is his folly and his shame, not the person you're talking to. It's you. And we got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? It's me. I got to grow up so that I can learn how to effectively communicate. Let's look at Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians four, we want to look at verse number 29. Notice what it says. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Now, this is powerful. So we got to understand that when we're communicating and talking to people, remove that emotion in terms of you being frustrated, angry, and upset, which you shouldn't do that in any conversation anyway. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But a lot of times corrupt things come out of our mouths because we upset, because we mad, as they say, you in your feelings today. But we got to remove that. So every time you're talking to people, you want to tell them the truth, but you still want to build them up. You know, we want to deal with the issue, not the person. So I'm just not going to call you all kind of names. It, it don't call for all that. Let's deal with the problem. Let's deal with the issue so that at the end of the conversation, we can understand where one another 
is at and we can move on and build from there. Now, let's look at Proverbs 18 and 2, and then I'm going to give you some practical tips that you can use to help you communicate more effectively. In Proverbs 18 and 2, I really love this scripture. Check this out. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Do you know anybody like that? I do. I know a lot of people like that. They are more concerned about expressing their opinion than they are about understanding. We got to be empathetic, man, when we talking to people. You got to put yourself in their shoes. Maybe they don't know what you know. Maybe they haven't been raised in the family you've been raised in. I get it. I understand it. But we got to grow up. You cannot continue, though, to use the fact, well, my mom didn't teach me this. Well, my dad didn't teach me this. I had no parent. Okay, that's fine when you're five years old. That's good when you're 16. But man, if you're 30 and 40 and 50 and using those excuses, it's not going to fly. And whether I'm talking to some of you today that are Christians or some of you today, you don't believe in God at all. You know that's not cool for any situation because when I'm talking to adults, I'm expecting to talk to adults. I'm not expecting to talk to a five-year-old. So the scripture is true. We cannot be only concerned about our opinion, but we've got to understand what we don't understand. And that's where listening comes in. And I've said it once. I'm going to say it again. Listening is a skill. Write that down. Listening is a skill. Those that really can practice the art of listening. What a great friend you can be. What a great spouse you can be. What a great person you can be. Because most people that I talk to, they don't listen. I have problems with that. I'm not perfect, but one of the things I had to realize that you got to learn how to listen. And when you listen empathetically, when you listen with the heart of God, your response that you give can be meaningful and we're called to build bridges. We're not called to tear them down. We called to build bridges, highways, roadways, because if you can't communicate with people, you can't build anything. Businesses, churches, families. Many of us right now are struggling in our life because we just don't know how to talk to people. And again, I'm not talking about in conversations that you can just talk about for hours. I'm talking about in this tough conversations that you don't like to have, that you just running from. Newsflash is not going to go anywhere. Your problems are going to remain and it's going to get worse. But let me give you five things. And I want you to write these down if you can. If not, listen to the replay. Write it down because my aim is to empower you and help you move forward in the things of God. Here's point number one. Face the issue as soon as possible. Write that down. Look at it. I need you to face the issue as soon as possible. Stop waiting until the perfect time. There is no such thing as a perfect time. And I will also say the longer you wait, the longer it's going to be. And for people who blame deflect and for people who are not confrontational, I know this is wearing you out because many people, because they won't confront a situation, they are afraid of what the response is going to be. They're afraid of, of how it may make the person feel. But listen, man, you can't grow. They can't grow. If there's an issue in your marriage, when should I deal with it? 
right then. Now, if you hot-headed right then, no, don't deal with it. If you're going to cuss them out, don't deal with it. You think you're about to get physical? No, that's not a time to deal with it. But I'm specifically talking about when you are under control, when you got your thoughts together, when you got your words together, you got to make sure as soon as possible, you start communicating and confronting the situation because it's tempting to put things off. However, not dealing with the issue, again, is going to make it worse. And in addition, it can prolong your anger and your resentment. I can't tell you how many counseling sessions I've done with people and I ask them, well, how long has this been going on? And they'll tell me six months, a year. I've had people that have told me five years. And I say, well, when have you guys talked about this? We really haven't talked about it. Really? I mean, is that possible to be in a marriage relationship with somebody and y'all don't even talk? Y'all don't even communicate? Y'all don't even, I mean, you got to deal with the elephant in the room, man. Somebody got to grow up and say, listen, we got to talk about this now. Because if we don't, you got bitterness, you got resentment, and God is not about to bless that. See, we asking God to come in and fix it. And God is saying, I need somebody to be mature enough to sit down and talk about it. Because God's not going to do what he told you to do. It's not God's fault that your marriage is bad. It's not God's fault that the husband don't listen. It's not God's fault that the wife won't be quiet and she won't submit and the husband won't love. That's not God's issue. It's not God's problem that you said something out of season that you shouldn't have said when you should have apologized for it and you didn't, but you were in your feelings. Come on, y'all. We got to make sure that we face this as soon as possible. And so if you got something that's been going on for a long time, I want you to take my advice now. Do it today because tomorrow is not promised. And I've seen people, uh, they can't go back and sit down and talk with a husband or wife because they may have passed on. They can't talk to a, a father or mother because they passed on and they just allowed that resentment to build up. They've allowed those problems to exacerbate and now they are living their life with I woulda, I shoulda, I coulda, but I never did. You can't do that. Here's point number two. Prepare before the conversation. This is something I do. This is something I'm doing now with some conversations I got to have this week. You must prepare. When I prepare, I sit down and I consider all my aspects of concern because this has got to benefit both sides, not just you. Stop being selfish now. It's not about you. It's about them too. Another thing you can do, a practical thing that I do, I write it down. Because it doesn't matter how smart I think I am. It doesn't matter. You know, I never forget things, which I do. But some of us think, well, I'm going to remember. No, you need to write it down. Because trust me, when you get in a conversation, that thing can go sideways real fast. So write it down so that you can cover the things that you're preparing for. If you don't prepare, you will fail. In every conversation, I don't care what it is. If it's important to you, write it down. How you will address the issue. How are you going to do it? Or do you have a plan? Have you put something together? Do you know? 
If not, then that will take on a life of its own. And so you want to make sure that you are prepared. You got things written down because I want this thing to benefit both parties. I have sat down with people and I prepared a couple of weeks out in advance, depending upon who I'm talking to. And my preparation also as a pastor and as a Christian, forget about pastor, because sometimes when I say I'm a pastor, people got this notion to say, well, you're supposed to know because you're a pastor. Forget that for a moment. Just because I'm a believer and I'm a Christian, I pray, I pray, I need God's intervention on that person and me. I want God to touch their heart before the conversation. And you'll be surprised of the miracle that happens before I talk to a person. They are so receptive. They receive. And this is why before you get in these tough conversations, you got to have the spirit of God involved. Don't get into a conversation without you praying. Pray for them. Say, Lord, I have to have a conversation with my wife, with my husband, with a co-worker, with my boss, with someone. One, if I know it's going to be hard and difficult because that's what it generally is when I talk to them, but I learned something. I need to pray for them because if God don't touch their heart, who going to touch it? We don't have the power to change people, but see, God knows them and he knows what he can. He knows the timing. He can take your prayers and they start working. And man, when you have that conversation, a miracle can happen. They can receive it. They can get it. Because at the end of the day, we want God to get all the glory out of every conversation, especially again, the tough ones that we have. Point number three. We need to decide what you want to accomplish. What do you want to accomplish in this conversation? What is your ultimate goal with this conversation? Because it is important to have clear goals in mind ahead of the topic. Most people that are successful, they'll tell you, not only have I written it down, but I also have some things that I want to accomplish. I have a timeline. I have a goal for this thing that's been difficult between you and I. So if you in a marriage with a husband, wife, or whatever the case may be, and you guys are always fussing and fighting, you say, listen, honey, I'm gonna sit down. We're gonna talk about this. And this is the goal that I wanna have. Less when we talk, we need to talk maybe before supper, or maybe we need to talk after supper, or maybe we need to have a day where we can go to the park and talk because we're a little bit more clear. We're not tired from work. You got to be strategic when you're talking to people because some people, you can't get their attention until a certain part or point of the day. Everybody may not be an early riser like you. Maybe. So you got to compromise in this situation and say, hey, let's meet at this time. Let's talk at this time. This seems to be the right time. And so we're going to deal with this and then say, hey, you know, three weeks from now, this is where I would like for us to be. A month from now, this is where I would like to be. See, if you real serious about the relationships that you in, then you need to put some things in place. You need to have some schedules. You need to have some times. You need to have a plan put together. When I talk to people and they got a plan, I know I'm talking to a serious person. I know I'm talking to a person that thought about this before we connected. Now, under this decide what you want to accomplish, here are some things I want you to remember. What kind of outcome do you want? I can't tell you that, but I want you to consider what kind of outcome do you want? Then do you want to see things change? And in what way? 
Because maybe a conversation that you're having with a particular person, maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be changed right then in that moment, but maybe there's some things that we need to do within that that will help our relationship be stronger. In other words, y'all cordial with one another. Maybe that don't need to change and, and you guys love each other and most certainly that doesn't need to change, but maybe how we're going about raising our kids, maybe that part of it needs to be changed in a conversation that you are having with people, even in my own life. Let me just give you a quick example of this. When I got married, my wife and I were very young. we never seen a successful marriage. And so when we would get upset with one another, we would say things and bark at each other. And we had to realize, okay, we haven't seen a successful marriage. We young and we knew in this. But you know what? This is some things that we need to change. Now, we don't need to change the fact that we love each other. But we need to change how we respond to one another, because maybe right then we just in our feelings, maybe right then this is something we learn. Maybe, you know, when you attack somebody, they're just not going to take it. Most people not. They're going to fight back. They're going to bark back. They're going to go for the jugular, as it were. So we had to learn how to communicate and talk to each other and not tear one another down. And see, I'm telling you, man, you'd be surprised what we've learned in our families. And we picked that up because see, if you didn't learn how to communicate, that means you didn't learn how to. It's something that you didn't learn, but you learned this. And that's why you could be a horrible communicator in certain things. And here's another thing I want you to consider. Do you want the other person to apologize? In this whole guise of decide what you want to accomplish, do you want the other person to apologize? Because, see, you got to stop thinking that everybody know how you feel about what happened. It's like you stepped on somebody's toe and you didn't know. And so the other person got mad, friend, family, a situation, because there's certain things that we do that we were just not aware of. And you holding a grudge and you upset but you wasn't mature enough to go to the person and say, listen, I want to sit down and talk to you because it was something you said. It was something you did. And I was really expecting an apology from you. Now, if you don't make the first move, how y'all going to move along in a friendship, a relationship? And too many people are expecting other people to apologize. But newsflash, you got the issue. If you have the issue, you can't expect me to come to you. I've had to deal with this more than a hundred times in my pastoring. People could be upset at what I said, upset about something I did or upset about this, and they won't come back to church and they'll be frustrated and they'll uh, send word through other people. And I don't have respect for that. I don't really like that. If you know I did something to you, give me an opportunity to make it right. Just don't go off and say, well, he knew what he said. She knew what she said. No, maybe they didn't know. And here's another thing. It's not like you do everything right. It's not like you cross every T and dot every I. What we need is some grace. And so do you want that individual to apologize? Well, if you do, make them aware of what they did. Stop thinking that they know that they hurt you. That And we, I've heard people say that they know what they said. They know what they did. That's not always true. That's not because there are times you did something you didn't know. It's then somebody made you aware of it. 
I thank people when they make me aware of something. I didn't know. I didn't know I hurt you. I didn't know what I said cut you so deeply. You know what? I apologize. Please forgive me. And what that does is it builds the relationship and the respect value from one another. And I love and respect people that make me aware of something I didn't know. But you'd be surprised of the people who have allowed relationships that they are in because they're too immature. If you have the problem, you got to make it right. If you have an issue with your spouse, stop saying he should know. Stop saying she should know. No, you should know, man. And you sit down with them and you say, listen, I want an apology for this or for that. Now, there may be a situation where you just don't want an apology. And that's fine. Maybe the situation was not drastic. Maybe you're just making them aware of it. Maybe it was something that you heard them say when you were with a friend. And you just say, you know what? You know what? I heard what you said. And they may not think it was an issue, but I want you to watch that. And I like that because people that you with, sometimes they can hear you talk and they know what you mean. But the other person that you said it to, they may not know your character. They may not know your integrity. So that's when a friend can pull you aside and say, listen, man, they may not have thought that was bad, but you know, man, that was a little rough. That was a little harsh. That came out of a place that wasn't good. And really only people that know you can really check you and say, hey, and then it makes you aware. You say, you know what? You know, maybe I need to apologize to them. Maybe I need to restate what I feel and do it a different way. And yet the Bible says, I show you a more excellent way. All right. Point number four, give yourself time to calm down before you discuss the issue. Please calm down. You cannot... And yes, I did say handle the situation as soon as possible. But why you heated, why you on 10, when you get ready to punch somebody, that is not the time to do it. You got to calm down and then discuss. Please, this is very simplistic, but yet profound. Calm yourself down, then discuss. Maybe you need to go on a walk. Maybe you need to sit in the quiet. Maybe you need to pray. I don't know. Maybe you need to take 10 deep breaths. I'm not sure, but I'm telling you, your conversation going to cause you to spin out of control and then you're going to get physical. So you got to calm down and then discuss if you're angry, hurt, it's not the best time to talk. And there are so many people that listen to this podcast and they'll say, duh, I know that. But when we look at your life, you're always trying to fix something at the wrong time because you're too angry to do it. You're too emotional to do it. So do yourself a favor. If you're going to have a productive conversation, calm down because it's more effective to enter into a difficult conversation when your attitude is right. If your attitude is foul, if your attitude is not pleasant, let's not talk right now. And then there's sometimes, man, you got to tell a spouse that, a best friend, a co-worker, this is not the right time for us to talk. I'm upset. I'm mad. I need to calm down. Give me some time. And then we can talk about that. And see, I can respect that because that tells me I'm talking to a self-aware person. I'm talking to somebody who really understands themselves and they know them. To thine own self be true. Know you and know that right now, I cannot talk about this. I am too emotional. And when you do, I promise you, there's going to be a different side of you. You know what, man? We got to get to the point 
where we are aware. Some of us are like robots, man. We just robotic through this life. We just don't see, hear, understand. We just don't get it. But when you become aware of you, know you, know when people are trying to push your buttons. This is why we have to really sit in the quiet some days and get to know us. Get to know those things that make you tick. And when you know the enemy is at work, you can say, nope, you're not going to get me this way. Nope. You're not going to get me that way. Nope. I've grown up. I am not going to react. No, it's not time for reaction. It's time for me to put my own self in check so that when it's time to talk, I'm not emotional. I can talk to you, deal with the issue. You say your piece. I say my piece. And prayerfully, we can reconnect and we can move forward. And finally, Number five, understand the importance of silence. I'm going to say that again. Understand the importance of silence. May I say this to you? Silence isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing to be silent. You don't have to feel every minute of every day with a word that you got to say. No, silence is important. And especially in a conversation. Like if you're talking to somebody and they're talking to you and they ask you a question and you just sit there in silence for a minute, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what that says? I'm thinking about what you said. I don't want to give a hasty answer. That's one way I know I'm talking to a person, again, that's self-aware. I could ask them something and they just may sit there in silence for a minute and I'm looking at them. And it's not a form of disrespect. They want to make sure that whatever their response is going to be is going to be something that is meaningful, something, because maybe they are upset and maybe it was a situation that they're upset and they're mad and they're angry, but they say, you know what? Let me just sit here for a minute and think about what you said. I've done that where someone asked me a question and I said, just give me a second and think about what you just said. Not just sit with it. Not just look at them and not just sit with it. And I'll say, well, this is how I can answer that. And I'll say, boom, 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 boom. Because I want to make sure that as I'm sitting in, because maybe I'm recollecting my thoughts. Maybe I'm calming down. Let's not pretend, again, that even when you're calm before the conversation, there's some things that may be said that can just rile you back up again. So you got to really, I'm telling you, man, this is not easy. You got to really beat your flesh in subjection. And we can't take it personal, even if it's a personal attack against you. Because sometimes we just need a break in this conversation so we can figure out what to say next. I don't even know what to say right now. So let me just sit still and be quiet and keep my mouth shut so I can figure out what I can say and analyze the previous words. And sometimes I'll pair it back to somebody. Is this what you said? Is this what you meant to say? So that. I can really get an understanding. And you need to really consider doing this if you're married. Pair it back what your wife said. Honey, is this what you said? I do it in my own relationship with my own wife. We talk. I'll say, honey, is this what you said? Is this what you meant? I need you to maybe restate that another way so that I can really get the heart of the situation. Because what it does is sometimes I'll pair it back to them and they say, no, that's not what I said. This is what I said. Oh, okay, I got it. 
Do you see how we need to do this? And you may say, this is too hard and difficult. But I'm trying to tell you, if you're going to be grown and mature in, in relationship with people, you got to take the time to do it. And it will help you to become a more better communicator. And it'll help you grow. And sometimes we think we heard something we didn't hear. You heard something else. Sometimes we can hear out of our emotions because you're not even listening. You're so mad. You're so angry. You're not even listening to what they said. And then you fire back at them. And they're like, I didn't even say that. Can I tell you, I have done that. And when you understand that emotions are driving how you listen, we got to make sure even before the conversation we come, even while we're in it, we stay calm so that we can give the response that is necessary. Because check this out, y'all. If I really love you and care about you and I'm in a relationship with you and I'm really, really trying to make this work, we got to go the extra mile because that's what Jesus did. He could have easily, after they were whipping him and beating him, he could have been like, man, y'all ain't worth it. I'm not about to go to to the cross for y'all. No, but he did. You know why his, you know what his emotion was? The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the sin and shame. Notice what his mindset was, his attitude was. And we talking about Jesus who didn't do nothing. We talking about Jesus who never sinned at all. What did he do? People blamed him of a lot of things, but people can blame you of things that you never did. And yet his emotion was joy. He said, I'm going to go to the cross. I love them so much. Man, that is profound. I hope you heard what I said today. His emotion was not anger. I'm mad. I'm upset. No, you know why? Because if he was angry, mad, and upset, he would have been like, he would have ran off somewhere and hid. I'm, I'm not about to go to the cross. But he didn't. He obeyed the Father even till death. And what he did was such a great conversation piece. It was such a thing of profound communication to you and I that should have said to us that we were worth all that he went through because he loved us. Do you love your spouse? Do you love your friend? Are you trying to get along with a coworker? Do you want to see the best that it can be? And I want you to consider these five things that I've given you, the scriptures that I've given you. Listen to this over and over again so that you can get out of the immaturity zone when it's time to talk about stuff you don't want to talk about and thinking that it's going to fix itself. I said that at the beginning of the show. I'm going to say it again at this end. Nothing is going to fix itself. You have to talk about it. You got to do it and you will be better because of it. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I hope and pray that these words really blessed you, caused you to reflect in your life. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I want to say it at the end. If it did, I want you to shoot me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Remember the show. Can we talk for a minute and say, hey, man, this show really helped me. It blessed me. Let me hear from you today. And I promise I will respond to you. Also, you can go to my website, 
at thomasadeloach.com. Remember, at some point here, we're going to be changing up how the website looks, the user experience. We're going to be more connective and building the type of community and culture so that I can stay in contact with you. On that homepage right now at thomasadeloach.com, there's a subscriber tab there on the homepage. Put your email in there so that I can stay in contact with you and click that send button and I will send you a free PDF that will help you in your walk with the Lord. And finally, if you are being blessed, same website, thomasadeloach.com. Scroll down to almost the bottom of the screen and I want you to consider financially partnering with me. I want you to consider that today. Do it today. No dollar amount is too big or too small. It does cost to produce these shows, but if you are being blessed, I want you to consider being a financial partner with me. And trust me, what we sow into, we most certainly will receive from. Listen, I'm praying for you as always. Get out there, communicate, love one another, be a blessing to one another. Nothing that we're dealing with right now is worth losing friends and family over. Trust me, I talk to people all the time. It's just not worth it. And I believe when you learn how to communicate, what a great world we will live in. And remember, as always, to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be Be empowered. empowered.